The ability to, uh, to recognize, understand and regulate emotions and feelings, uh, which is known as uh, emotional intelligence, EI, is a really a full spectrum wave that helps us humans engage with others and also communicate non-verbally. Now, this is one aspect that AI and machines find quite difficult to emulate, for now that is. So we're seeing the dawn of the age of the smart machine. Machines and AI are becoming more intelligent and automation is giving rise to new opportunities and greater efficiencies to augment the human workforce. And with that, emotional intelligence has been a core concept of leadership development in organizations for many, many years. But today, it is also becoming a critical skill for employees at all levels as the people that are most affected by automation are at the more junior levels of the workforce. Now, in the age of the smart machine, an employee's relevance will depend more and more on various dimensions of emotional intelligence. And that is our topic for today. Welcome to a new episode of the Applied Innovation Podcast. I'm your host today, Ron Toledo, Chief Technology Officer for Capgemini's Insights and Data Practice. And today, I'll be speaking to nobody less than our Chief Innovation Officer, Lenny Cohen. Lenny, welcome. Thanks, Ron. Glad to be with you as always. Looking forward to this, uh, this discussion. Now, Lenny, as, as machines become smarter, uh, regardless of the, the profession we're in, uh, the nature of our job is, is, is due to change uh, because of AI. So, so emotional intelligence is set to become a must-have skill for all employees. And, and we should start with the why. why. Why do you think emotional intelligence is that critical? Well, Ron, I think, you know, first of all, I think with AI, it's giving us an opportunity to really take a look at the role of humans in, in all of our interactions now going forward. Uh, I think we took a lot of that for granted. And I think, you know, most knowledge workers, most uh, humans, when it came to business transactions, were focused on the on the very, you know, road tasks, the repetitive tasks, the things that, um you know, could get more efficient over time, but but nowhere in the same league of performance that machines could provide. And now, you know, now that machines are stepping in and taking over some of those rote, routine, repetitive tasks, it really gives us a chance to revisit uh, what the human knowledge worker is capable of doing and putting the tasks that are best uh, applicable to that knowledge worker back in their hands again. And it's something I think that we've just kind of, you know, underappreciated and under leveraged for a very long time. You know, no ill intention at all. It was just kind of the nature of work. Uh, but now I think we've got an incredible opportunity uh, to put those things that are truly human, the empathy, the caring, uh, the understanding, you know, these types of, of um, responsibilities and behaviors uh, back in the hands where they belong. And that's, and that's what AI makes us do, right? We, we, we always, I've always seen AI as a way to look into the mirror and, and you see yourself reflected and you see the, 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 uh, the, the, the part of your work that, that you could be uh, automating, that is replicable, that might even be boring or, or maybe error prone. And you see another part of, of the thing you're doing, which is much more about you being a human being and, and having your emotional intelligence capabilities. And, and, and you see that clearly reflected in that mirror. So, so the moment you start to think about how AI could automate some of the, of, of, of the aspects of your work and, and how AI could augment that, you also realize, and here's a part that actually is so, so um, key to me, so, so uh, unique to me as a human being, including my emotional intelligence. And that is something that, that I wouldn't reckon to be part of that equation, right? 
Absolutely, Ron. And, and I think, you know, your, your mirror metaphor is one of my favorite Ron Toledo metaphors, because I think it really does, you know, put a real punctuation mark on exactly, you know, this particular topic. Uh, and, and there's no time like the present, I think, to really kind of have this opportunity now to refocus on those types of, of skills and behaviors and attributes uh, as the nature of you know, relationships in the in the world, relationships in the market, relationships in business are really demanding, you know, this type of uh, softer side and emotional side of intelligence to be brought out. Yeah, definitely. And and, and if we look, if, if we look at some of the research, uh, which, of course, is also part of our, uh, um, our, our podcast today is, is the research that uh, that Capgemini Research Institute have been doing into emotional intelligence. But but you you see that that uh, organizations are placing a premium right now on on these emotional intelligence skills right, which which range all the way by the way between between being much more self aware to relationship management uh, to to communication skills, and and executives have said that that uh, employees need to develop these skills so so that they can adapt uh, to to more client person facing roles because that will be a bigger part of their their work and and it's. It's it's roughly um, three three quarters of, of uh, all the executives uh, interviewed actually would uh, would admit that and, and would confirm that, um, and and also they, they they should you know employees should should be taking on tasks that require uh, emotional intelligence skills that cannot be automated. And again, it's it's three quarters of uh, of of the the people that have been interviewed that said yes, empathy, influence, teamwork. A role becoming a crucial part of the of the role profile. So, so we definitely see that um, awareness of it as well, right? Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Ron. And I, I think you know the research in my mind is incredibly validating uh, in that respect. I mean, obviously, you know, it reaffirms that the demand for this is is there. I think people recognize that going forward, this is going to be kind of a must-have for enterprises uh, uh, for their workers to become uh, much more emotionally intelligent. Um, and, and other related research, too, that, as you know, that we've done, you know, suggests that e even from a consumer perspective, you know, we know brand loyalty is, you know, at, at very low points in the market today. And, and one of the reasons is, I mean, uh, a lot of consumers just don't feel any type of, you know, connection uh, when they engage uh, with a brand and, and not just the brand itself, but who they interface with, the, the customer service agent. Um, you know, the, the retail sales agent uh, on a floor at a retail store, you know, these types of things. Uh, so, again, it's creating, a, you know, uh, an opportunity to really address a, a void and a gap that, you know, we, we know exists in the market and the, and the research has been very validating in that regard. Definitely, definitely. So, so um, let's. So, so we all agree, by the way, that that, that emotional intelligence, um, you know, is is a unique human capability. On the other hand, machines are becoming smarter and smarter, right? And and there is even a new branch of science which is called um, effective computing. And this is is indeed looking at how also machines can be made at least to read um, and, and even maybe even manage human emotions. Huh? According to one estimate, the the effective computing market. Is estimated to grow to to nothing less than the forty one billions by by two thousand twenty two, uh, with with firms like like you know the big firms like Amazon and Apple and Google and Facebook they're all trying to decode their customers' emotions if nothing else being able to 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 read these emotions and understand them better. Uh, 
But you know that that's a very delicate business. It's it's one thing for your family or your friend or your colleague to 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 ask how you're feeling. It's quite another thing uh, for <laughs> for Alexa or or Siri or any other voice assistant to to ask about your uh, emotional uh, st- state. Still, uh, it, it certainly looks like um, um, more and more personal devices will have, um, let's say, emotion AI capabilities. Uh, do you see some of the potential uses for, for this emotion AI technology in the forthcoming years? Yeah, Ron, I think those are some fantastic examples. And, and I, I really do see, I see much more of a proliferation in the market today. I mean, from some of the, you know, the major tech players that have, you know, really been a lot of the engine behind AI technology, but, but also how so many startups now are leveraging, um, exactly what you're referring to. Uh, you know, we see it in terms of, uh, uh, conference um, communication technology, trying to decipher kind of emotions from the, the nature of the dialogue that goes on on conference calls. Um, you know, we obviously see that with uh, uh, various technologies around visual and face, facial recognition and gesture recognition to try to pick up on these. So, so I think, you know, certainly, as you said, I mean, we're moving, you know, into kind of another phase now. Uh, that is really going to start to to pick up on these, and and I think some of those technologies as well now are making recommendations, you know, back to the again back to the the knowledge worker and say, okay, you know, we're detecting you know this type of emotion uh, in the in the customer in the consumer, uh, etc., and 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 then do some intelligent scripting in terms of okay, here's how to handle that situation now and and prompt. Um, as well as those processes becoming, you know, fully automated as well, uh, in terms of re- responding, you know, without the knowledge worker. So I, th- I think we're moving there. And I, you know, my sense is, is, and it's going to take time, you know, adoption is, is not an overnight thing, but I think it's going to continue to put a pressure now on organizations to really accelerate the emotional intelligence development of the workforce. Um, because, you know, we've got to, you know, the workforce has to stay out in front of this. And there'll still be things, as you've always said, Ron, that, that um, you know, machines are never going to be able to emulate. Uh, but, you know, we can't take for granted that the workforce itself is just going to, you know, be in a position to, to pick those things up because the demands are going to get higher. Uh, and therefore, the expectation will be will. Uh, our workforce will be able to meet those demands. Oh, uh, and, and I guess it's one of these areas where, where AI actually can augment humans, right? Because they're, so, so actually, it's, it's interesting. Uh, on one hand, we feel emotional intelligence is becoming more important for humans to, to create a proper balance with the machine, right? With anything artificial. And on the other hand, we see capabilities there in AI that might help us to, to become more aware of emotions because it might be able to detect a certain emotion curve in a voice during a conversation. It might be able to, to, to look in the expressions of people, their faces, uh, even see what the emotional curve is of, of a discussion in terms of language being used. And all of that could, could, could be a trigger to the human to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, uh, there's apparently something going on over here. Of course, AI is cold, hard, silicon. It's nothing else than that. So it's artificial. But, but, the, but the interesting thing is that it could also uh, make people more aware uh, of 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 uh, the importance of emotion and help us to detect it and actually make us as humans also more skillful in in uh, dealing with these uh, emotions. So 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 I think that's a, that's a very positive way of looking at this discussion topic, right? It's not all about here's the cold hearted AI and and here's 
yes, our you know, our last stands in terms of being emotional beings, but actually AI could also make us more aware uh, of, of emotions. Yeah, and I, I think you know you, you you use the term augmentation, and I, I really think that's kind of the the holy grail we're looking here for. You know, humans and machines better together. Um, and, and I think if we can, you know, use the machine as a way to enhance the, the effectiveness, the productivity, the empathy, the capabilities of of the workforce of the human, th- then I think we do have a very very positive. Uh, scenario. It's not without its downsides, of course, like everything, you know, if put to the wrong use. But, but you know, out of the box, I, I think there's a lot of upside here uh, that can be beneficial to, you know, all the parties that will be affected by this. Definitely. And, and I do prefer the, the, the positive outlook there. Well, it, it does bring us a little bit to, uh, to the topic of, uh, of um, ethics, um, obviously, when we talk AI, uh, the concept of ethics sooner or later will pop up, and rightfully so, because it's such an important dimension of, 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 of working with AI. Now, emotions so close to, to, to us as humans uh, might even be more an area where we uh, need to be aware of ethical boundaries that, that companies need to be, uh, to be mindful of when, when they're entering this, this era. How do you look at that, uh, Lenny? Yeah, and that, you know, the, the, I think the other you know point that you you start to um, um, you know kind of reflect on a little bit is the fact that you know even even without technology, obviously you know ethics and privacy are all still relevant topics, and you know oftentimes you know technology you know maybe it accelerates uh, those issues or compounds those issues or multiply those issues or that type of thing. So so I think you're right. I, I, I think you know. That you know, the ability to to understand them, the ability to address them, the ability to to also have an off ramp. You know, if if the worker realizes that you know what, what the machine is telling us in this particular situation, you know, may not be accurate or may not be applicable. You know, then they have the the you know the the need and the authority to to override it and make the decision that they think is is the right one. Um, but again, I think if we think back to augmentation again, you know, you put the two together, it, you know, th- there's got to be, uh, you know, a real positive enhancement here that otherwise wouldn't be the case. And, and by the way, now, now you're mentioning augmentation anyway, Eleni. Um, now, you have been speaking before about companies having this augmentation strategy when it comes to AI and automation and not a replacement strategy. And, and I find that a, a very interesting one. Um, and, and it seems to pertain very much to that research that, that I've been talking about before as well, right? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and again, I think if, uh, you know, we've kind of, uh, you know, again, I think the way that the, the the discourse has, you know, evolved over time. It's kind of been this, you know, um, you know, this binary type of thing. You know, is is the job eliminated or is the job not eliminated? You know, is it automated or is it augmented? And and, and I, you know, I'm not so sure that you know that's really the best way to look at it here. I think, I you know, first of all, I don't think we should be talking in terms of jobs per se. I, I've always thought we should be talking in terms of tasks. Because jobs are, you know, really made up of tasks, and I, I don't know how many actual jobs go away. Obviously, tasks can be replaced, but and, and task replacement, as we said at the beginning of our discussion, uh, you know, that's a good thing. I mean, it moves workers away from things that you know machines can do better, and and, and workers, you know, we can apply to things that you know they do much better. And I, I think that's kind of you know what this is all about, and and I think it's where the real benefits are going to going to find themselves, um, you know, emanating going forward. 
And, and it's definitely acknowledged by, uh, by the new report uh, that we've published, uh, done by um, our Kipchamina Research Institute. It's, it's called Emotional Intelligence, uh, the Essential Skill Set for the Age of AI. And, and there, there, the research topic was to invest, investigate the, the importance and, and the growing relevance of AI in, in the age of automation and AI. And uh, just for information, you know, we, we surveyed uh, 750 executives, uh, 1,500 employees, and there were in-depth interviews with, with over 15, you know, industry experts, academics, and, and also startup executives. And, and, and a few of the key points uh, to, to summarize what we've been discussing so far is, first of all, uh, AI will be a, a must-have skill in the future. So, so the demand will likely to rise sixfold just within the, in the forthcoming five years. Demand will, will rise sixfold, quite likely. And, and, and right now, organizations, people process not yet adapted to, to, to the age of, of, of AI and automation and the age of the machine, if you like. And, and then everybody definitely is, is convinced that a more emotionally intelligent workforce would definitely benefit organizations and, uh, and employees alike. So, so definitely, um, one piece of research we would uh, we would recommend to read, right? Without a question at all, Ryan. And I, I think you know the second and third points you alluded to to me are, are really really key here. You know the the you know the research told us is you know the need is there, but I think at the same time the the magnitude of the gap of where workforces are today and that future state scenario is is quite wide. And, um, and, and there's a lot of work that's going to be required to fill it. I mean, if you just think about it for a second, you know, um, I think you had mentioned at the onset, you know, how leadership development has, has over the years really baked in emotional intelligence as part of the programs. And that's great. Um, but I think when you get into, you know, training programs and learning programs for, you know, the workforce in general, uh, I, I would, probably attest to the fact that those have been virtually void of emotional intelligence kind of, you know, training in there. Maybe some exceptions with, you know, call center uh, and service agents, but but for the most part. Um, so we, we've got that gap too. You know, what does it imply in terms of how we recruit and what we look for in terms of recruiting, not just training, but but in terms of the, the profiles of candidates going forward? And then the other thing, I you know, it's kind of always top of mind for me, uh, do we have the the HR, uh, the human resource and human capital organizations and leadership in enterprises today that are prepared to actually address and, and oversee this workforce uh, transition and transformation uh, that that all of this applies? Because, you know, let's face it, I mean, a lot of HR organizations over the years have become, you know, very much transaction processing uh, entities for a variety of reasons, not something that, you know, uh, you know, that, that any of us are really happy to, to, uh, to have to say, but, but a lot of them have become that for a lot of reasons. And we've stepped away from a lot of the real skill building and, and especially this kind of skill building. So, uh, we, we certainly, we, the market, I think we've got, you know, work ahead of us, but it's the right kind of work. And, it, and it's something that I think, uh, certainly will have a, a nice return. Uh, once we we start to put it in place, and and I think that that brings us right into uh, you know the, the the final part of of our discussion is of course uh, what what steps could organizations take to to bring this forward right? You already suggested you know that there's there's training involved over here, and and now we become aware of the fact that maybe we we were lacking something in in the way we've been training people in the you know in the past, and maybe we should reinstate the importance of emotional intelligence in the way we 
train our people in our training curriculum. You're also saying if we hire people, if, if we hire people, uh, we, we need to be very much aware of, of the need for these skills in, uh, in, in the near future. Uh, would there be any other recommendations from, from your side towards organizations that, that want to make step forward? Well, you know, Ryan, as you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of all about applied innovation. I mean, I, I really think, you know, we've got, we've got so much innovation in the market today and, and, and that's all wonderful. That's great. Access to it is much easier than ever before. But as you know, you know, we, we just haven't spent the kind of time on really understanding, you know, how do you actually apply it? How do you consume it? How do you adopt it at scale with speed, with a high degree of trust, with a high degree of certainty and, and leveraging the intelligence? That these innovations bring today, and and you know my encouragement is I think what we've been discussing uh, really touches on as you just alluded to just a number of facets of of the enterprise. I mean it's it's the technology, it's understanding the 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 job and the tasks that make up the job. It's it's understanding you know where you can automate versus where you can augment. It, it includes you know what skills are going to be necessary now. For the worker to really perform and, and leverage, you know, what makes us humans, humans to begin with. So, you know, one thing I, I would really encourage is, you know, for most companies, you know, stop meeting to discuss these things, stop, you know, discussing, stop strategizing, stop analyzing, you know, identify some type of, of job domain, if you will, in the enterprise and, and really use it as kind of that. Uh, that petri dish or that microcosm uh, to to really understand the dynamics in your culture of of how this could play out, um, because I think if you can kind of figure it out, uh, really understand it, almost like you would think about addressing a minimum viable product from a you know a, a, a technology perspective, but but bring in the process dimensions, bring in the uh, behavior dimensions, all these types of things. And, and get it right and, you know, work it, iterate it, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, once you figure it out of what's going to work in your, your environment and your culture, then I think you've got the opportunity then to, to scale, you know, at speed, uh, across the enterprise by beginning to take on, you know, more and more jobs and, and looking at how more and more, you know, AI, ML, uh, can affect those things and, and where you really need to make those investments. In emotional intelligence development. Thanks, Lenny. Definitely something to look forward to and uh, and to prepare ourselves for. Uh, brings us a little bit to the conclusion of uh, of of this uh, discussion. We're not the only ones, I think, that that actually see that importance of emotional intelligence. As a matter of fact, the World Economic Forum reports that that human skills such as emotional intelligence, but also leadership, social influences are qualities that will see uh, very much an increased demand in the near future. And, and the belief is also further strengthened by, uh, by highly esteemed educational institutions like Berkeley University offering courses on, uh, on how to raise your emotional um, quotient, your EQ, and, 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 and how to be more effective communication to all of its engineering graduates. Um, and, and the whole uh, curriculum there. Now we're, we're definitely still a long way from from personal assistance or chatbots being being be, our chatbots being more aware of our state of mind on any given day. And, and, and as people, we're still clearly much better at that. And and as we become more comfortable with uh, with AI in our daily lives, which will happen, 
it is clear that, that competency and technical skills is, is no longer enough to succeed. It is emotional and interpersonal skills, the, the skills through which we relate to others and, and motivate them and influence them, spur them even into action, that, that make us truly human and, and will keep us very relevant. Now, you can find us uh, on social media if, if you want to um, you know, continue the discussion. On social media, Lenny S. Cohen, um, and Art Toledo, uh, both on Twitter and on LinkedIn. It will be easy to find us. And of course, again, you can also read more about this topic in the latest research by, by the Capgemini Research Institute, and it's titled Emotional Intelligence in the Age of AI. It will be easy for you to find with any relevant search engine. So thank you very much uh, for listening today and hope to see you back soon uh, at the next edition of our uh, Applied Innovation podcast. Thank you, Lenny. Thanks, Ron. Appreciate it.